0: back. We'll be right back. Hello. Hi, Shakima. How are you? It's good. It's so good to see you. So good to see you. Mm -hmm. Welcome everybody to the Agape Love Network. Um, This is the safe space conversations about all things love, all things networking, all things um, collaboration. We are a community of people at various stages in love and in life that come together to have important conversations. And so um, today we are going to talk about two things. It is National Poetry Awareness Month. I'm a poet. Um, So we're gonna, together, we're going to have a conversation about the power of so many other aspects uh, as a mother, as a community leader, as a mentor, as a pastor. So I'm excited to, to hear where that part of our conversation is going to go. And then it's also National Financial Literacy Month, right? And so we're going to talk about minding our money, right? So the two things that once you, you know, people can, you, you can, you put them out into the world and they're either going to bring a positive return or negative return. So we're going to have that conversation today. And I know that the financial part is definitely a space where Shakima, I mean, I know you have some tips, so I've got my notebook here. I've got my pen and my paper. I'm ready to take some notes and to listen to, um, what you have to share in that regard. So I just want to give you an opportunity. Hello. How are you?
1: Well, Hello, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us. Um, I'm excited to have this conversation. I think one of the hardest conversations that people have or they don't have is surrounding money, Um, poor habits, um, poor decisions in the past, what have you. Uh, will keep people silent in that area. And you need to discuss all the things you need to talk about. Because if I'm going to conjoin myself with you, if I'm going to fellowship, be in partnership with you, I need to know where you are and you need to know where I am so that we can potentially help each other. Right. We don't need to fight about it. We need to talk about it. And a lot of people don't. So, you know, it is a conversation worth having.
0: Absolutely. And that's wisdom, right? And that that's wisdom. And I've seen some things, even on your YouTube channel, you talk about pulling the children into various processes, right? And so not excluding them. I have a parenting group on Facebook. And one of the things that we talk about as well is introducing conversations about money mm-hmm. with your children early on when you're, if you're in a dating situation like you said in in a relationship where we're talking about courtship where we're talking about like you said merging lives what does that look like and not just the fun stuff but right. what does it look like on paper who's the spender who's the saver and one of the things that i know i have found in conversations with various people like you know even my my tribe mm-hmm. most relationships tend to be kind of balanced, right? One person is a saver, the other is a spender. Um, very rarely have I found have I heard people talk about both partners being the same thing right. So what, what are your thoughts about that when we're when we're in the process of of dating or, or um, looking for the one or being found by the one, how do how how what are your recommendations on taking that into consideration? That balance. I know I have my thoughts. So I'm curious to hear yours.
1: I think that in any relationship, you are going to find out who people are. The first thing you have to do is be open to who they are, not who you want them to be. So don't project. I'm a saver. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna make sure all the thing. I am what in the in the uh, debt free community would call the um nerd i'm the nerd i want mm. to numbers look like i want to be able to check my accounts i need to zip stuff in and out and then you have the free spirit so don't project right because you're gonna see who they are just in the dating process where you go to eat where you go for your enjoyment you're gonna see whether they are pulling out three four credit cards i mean you see them flip out the wallet they trying to be macho anyway you're gonna see just how many cards they are working with And you like, Lord Jesus, I wonder if they maxed out that balance. And if something declines, you're going to be like, oh, girls, girls, because something Mm -hmm. is wrong here. So don't project onto the person who you want them to be. Recognize who they are fully in the very beginning and then work within those parameters. Because it's all going to come out, whether it's in the beginning or in the middle or at the end. I mean, I want to know what I'm getting up front. So be honest. And then I think when people show you who they are at this stage of the game, we have to have uh, compassion. We have to have understanding, but then we also have to have a plan in place. If again, if I'm going to mm-hmm. co- mingle my money with yours, then I need to know what your plan is so that we can get out of where you are, because I am debt free. I do not owe any soul a thing with the exception of my home. And the Lord has already given me strategic uh, plan to get that Paid for before 30 years. I will not have a 30 year mortgage. So, what I need to do is understand how you work and you need to understand how I work. And then we need to make sure that whoever is the best fit for the job gets the job, right? Just because the husband is the priest of the home doesn't mean he gets to control the money if he's not a good money manager. Let me manage it because I manage well, right? I'm going to keep you in the loop. No secrets here. Keep everybody in the loop of what's happening what's going in, what's going out. And then if you are the manager and you're the woman, don't emasculate your husband by telling him he can't have any money.
0: Can you say that loud for the people in oh, the back?
1: Because a lot of people will, we get the purse strings and we holding on for dear life. I get it. But you have to understand that if we don't have some type of freedom, we're going to totally sacrifice. Everything that we're doing, so even don't I mean call it whatever you want to call it, pocket money, spending money, your side change allowance. I mean whatever y'all are comfortable with, but don't say you can't have any money because then he gonna double down and he gonna spend all the money plus some other money he didn't have, and now y'all gonna be in a situation. As far as bringing in children, right? So in my situation, wait,
0: can we pause on that first cool. first part because I think that that's so important. I love it. I love it. I love it because people can forget that like you said the balancing right and so if a lot of the times people put authority into finances Mm -hmm. and one thing the the word of god does not define us by our our corporate titles our financial titles those things don't define us so even in a situation where say the wife makes more money or the, the wife is the controller of the money or vice versa. The authority attached to that should not define either person as masculine or feminine. There's so many other traits and characteristics Mm -hmm. and responsibilities as men and women that God has given us that are so not related to money with the exception of stewardship. Sure. Stewardship is the part where God is going to say, hey, can I trust you? Can I trust you with this? Are you tithing? Are you giving? Are you um, grateful for what you have? Am I your source or is your job your source? So those type of conversations need to be had and even understanding Mm -hmm. what someone feels about money. If someone feels like their job or their business, or is there, you know, if they, if a lot of the times there's so many people, um times where you know men or women lose their job and then they feel worthless. Mm-hmm. And that can't happen if you are a believer, you're not defined by that thing. And so when we put too much um authority or too much attachment on those things, we can abuse the responsibility that God has given us. So I love the the Um, conversation that you've started around making sure that if you're the person who's managing it, that you're not using it to manipulate. Because one of the mistakes that I think a lot of women make is not understanding what womanhood is. Because womanhood, when we understand who we are in a scenario, we change the climate of a space. A woman who knows who she is can walk into a space that's completely chaotic and just with a hand gesture or or a breathe or something minor can completely change the atmosphere. And so if we're not mindful of that, that can become manipulation. It can become someplace where we make other p- people uncomfortable around us. And we definitely don't want to do that when it comes to our spouses. Um, and then we also don't want to do it when it comes to our children. So keeping them out of things or not explaining to them um, things to them is also a disservice. So I just wanted to kind of reiterate that thought because yeah, that needed to marinate. Thank you.
1: I think we, we miss it a lot of times and it's because we haven't been taught, right? We just don't know. And a lot of us, a lot of us that have money now didn't have money before. So we don't know how to manage the responsibility that comes with having more money. And so I think men and women that it becomes the sole controlling factor of life. And it's not, we need this as a means to an end to live, but it is not what, uh, it's not the end all be all. We got to be okay um, after the money situation. So make sure we're good here. But with my children, one of the things, because I didn't want them to be unlearned again, I was not taught money. So it was important for me as I was working through my money journey for them to understand so that they would get the lessons early yeah. and not 30 and 40, which is when I was getting them and they were hard lessons to learn. Now we don't want to keep our, you know, you don't want to uh, uh, save your, your children from everything, but we do save them from the mistakes and pitfalls that we made if we are able. So if you give them the proper education, as far as how to handle and manage, yeah. they will. So, um, I I did something that is probably a cardinal sin in all African American communities. I invited my children into my business. They're children. They don't. They, they shouldn't be in grown folks' business. Well, at the time, I was a single mom. I was a struggling single mom with a college degree, working a full time job, and I needed their help. Yeah. I understand. I didn't give them all the dirty lowdown details, but I said, "This is where we are." This is what mom can provide. So can you please um, be mindful before you start asking for things, hearing what your friends have, think about our bottom line and what we're trying to do. And as we move out of this, we'll be able to have things on the back end. Now, again, I didn't keep them from everything. I did what I was able to do, but I had a goal in mind. And then my children by having that upfront conversation, real, very real, they were able to see me work my budget and work late at night trying to figure out and work the second job and the third job and start social media and not be successful at it and fall down and try to figure it out. And I remember then inviting them into the budgeting space i remember with my daughter my oldest i was like okay you're 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 out here you're living on your own you really need to get this thing together and she would not have any of it she didn't want to have it she was done but when she saw her finances do a a thing yeah got her mind together she was like oh mom okay i got this budget let's can you be my accountability partner now five minutes Your business now you want me to know the things and the same has happened with my my youngest daughter she's 19 because she got to move out you got to be able to take care of all the things and uh she was 17 i said let's get on this budget she was like mother mom i'm not interested she turned 18 and she started having to pay for all her stuff because i don't pay for anything after 18 i got your insurance to you 26 other than that it's on you boo She got to that budget and I'm telling, she can tell you line by line, number by number what's coming in and what's going out. For me, the, the, the aha thing is she'll be able to manage her family. She's Mm -hmm. managed herself now, but she'll be able to go into a situation because we all want a couple and she'll be able to manage her family and her finances. She learned at 17, what I was learning at 35, 40.
0: Yes. And I did a similar, very similar situation. I was a young mom um, and my children are 25 and 26 now. And I have to say, and and when I learned that they understood it was in 2020 when I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had the choice of trying to continue to look for look for work or to focus on my health. My children gave me the option. My -hmm. daughter came home from school. My son stayed with me and they gave me the option to not work and focus on my health during the panoramic. And so they took care of me. During that time period, and that's when I realized, girl, you might have done something. <laughs> you, you just, you just might have raised some good people, right? And and knew how to negotiate and 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 advocate, even with the doctors and and the in those type of conversations. And so I think it's one of those things where, but it started when they were younger. Exactly the same thing. We're in the grocery store, and they want the name brand cereal. They want this. They want that. Bet we're spending hundred and twenty-five dollars today. Now, where that goes is here. Now, this—these are the things that I'm definitely getting. Right. Now, okay, well, Ma, can we get the—you know—can we get the real spaghetti, the the ragu? Because I don't like how this other one is. Okay, fine, bet we're gonna splurge on that, but y'all gonna take this uh, this generic cereal. And we learned how they learned how to make those decisions early on. And I remember um, when my son how was he? he had to be turning like maybe 15, 16. And he was like, "Ma, you know, I know what I want for my birthday. I just want, you know, like, a cause I would give them, you know, a, money for their birthdays. I just want this. Cause then, and then can you take me to such and such, such and such thrift store? Cause me and my friends heard about it and like, I could ball out there. Like, can we just, can we just spend the day there? And I was like, yeah. And then they would, you know, when they, when it was back to school time, one of the things that we would do is I would sit down if their, if if their father contributed, we would I mm-hmm. would let them know, hey, he's given this much money. I'm splitting that in half. Y'all have this to work with, okay? That or this has to go to books, or you know, whatever it was. And then I would say, this is how much you have for clothes. Now, how you decide to to spend it. And I remember one year, my son literally bought like a Nike book bag and Nike gym shoes. I'm from Chicago. We say gym shoes. Right. Some, some Nike gym shoes and no clothes. And and, and I and I allowed him to live with that decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though as a mom, I'm like, Joker, them, those are you're going to outgrow those. You're having a growth spurt, all this kind of thing. Right. But those are decisions that I was like, you know what, let's learn this now, because when you're twenty 30. I don't want, let's not, let's not circle back this again. And so now, you know, they, they do, they make different financial decisions, you know, still kind of like to spend my, you know, if they have an opportunity to spend my money over, over this, but there've been times where it's, Hey, you know, I, you know, I wanted, they wanted me to have an iPhone. I didn't want an iPhone. They bought, they bought it for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? So there's a, there's a point where, you can lay the foundation with them. And if you're having conversations about what's important and what's not important, then they can start to make better decisions and you'll see the fruit of your labor as you're working with them. And so that, you know, that, that I love that um, because I re- I remember that being a taboo conversation when I was coming up saying exact same, Thing people were kind of like, mm. you know, I'd be like, "Girl, no, I only ha- I have such and such." A field trip would come up, and you know, I braided hair, I did this and I did that, Now I would tell my daughter, "Okay, if we're raising money for your trip, or my son, we're make we're raising money for your trip. If I'm braiding hair or I'm doing something extra, okay, you can't. You may not know how to braid, but you can take hair down. Right. So that's your fee for <laughs> you know." And and so they understood that they played a role in the process. And then in the, in the middle of that, they learn skills. So I can only imagine like the, a lot of the times, like what you're explaining, those are project management skills. Those are budgeting skills. And that I'm, I I recruit for um, a recruiting agency and those are highly sought after skills that are transferable into a lot of different things. So we do, we do, our children a disservice by not having conversations with them about it. And then also, like we said before, when it comes to talking to our spouses, Mm -hmm. our potential spouses, I know money is one of those conversations that can get awkward. So I guess one of the questions that I would like to kind of discuss and then um, is When it comes to talking about money in a dating scenario, when is the right time to bring it up, in your opinion?
1: I don't know that there is a right time specific for everybody.
0: I think Mm. that's
1: on the people, right? I think you start off with, hey, how are you? I'm Shakima. It's nice to meet you. Okay, right? That leads into hopes, dreams, goals, right? When you start, when you get into hopes, dreams, and goals, We need, money's coming, (laughs) right? Because in four years, four and a few, I am retiring. Do you have enough to support yourself on retirement? That's because that's what I'm doing. I love it. So when you get to the point where you're sharing hopes, dreams, goals, futuristic, that money conversation is going to come in. Uh, Where are you? I mean, you start hearing money things immediately like where are you? What kind of car do you drive? Where do you live? Oh, you still living at home? Okay, either he don't have no money or he got all the money because mama's all
0: of it. Right. (laughs) One or the other.
1: Right. You still you start working stuff out. And um one of the one of the guys in the group posted on his you know on his page his credit score the other day and he was like I'm just really proud of this. And I mean sometimes that's gonna come up if we need to borrow money for a home I need to know kind of where you, what you're working with. And you need to know what I'm working with. I don't own credit cards. So most people would say, okay, well, you have to have credit cards to establish credit. Not so. I went to the bank and they said, we can give you this much money, but if you need some more, let us know because we can work because my credit score was at the place where they could work with me and I don't have a credit card. Right. So we're going it conversations as we converse with each other and I think that's the part we miss in dating we just looking at all of this honey I need to see something more than that we need to have a lot of conversations we need talk 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 you want to go out for coffee yes and we talking you want to go what you want to do for a date to the movies no we can't talk in the movies I need to sit down so you can have a lot of conversation and you hear habits you hear um, old habits you hear new routines you you and again when they flip out that wallet you see exactly how many cards they working with you and, do uh, after the determine if you're if you're willing to to accept in your life again i've worked very hard and the lord has blessed me with supernatural debt cancellation that i can't even explain it except to say it was the lord anytime the credit card company sends you a check back i've never seen that happen until it happened to me when the credit card company said you have paid mm-hmm. us two your account is paid in full and here's your refund okay that was god but i need to be able to know um how much work i'm gonna have to put in to get us see the word Come on is, now to where we want to be because i can't look if i accept him i accept him and what he has and if yeah. bad credit has then i have bad credit but we ain't staying there right see that's when you talk about that uh, that yin and that yang, that compatibility, yeah,
0: that willingness too. I think I, it, I think it also. There are people who, um, especially as adult, I found at this stage of dating and learning people, the the process was you you meet so many people who are stuck in their ways, and they're not open to new information or new ideas our new experiences from people. And I found, you know, when I was out that I couldn't work with that. I couldn't work with somebody who isn't open to new ideas, new ways of learning things, new ways of doing things, or, and somebody who couldn't teach me something, you got to teach me something. And I need to be able to teach you something. And if that, that it, it was just not, yeah, that, that didn't work. But a lot of the time people like to use how long they've been doing something as an excuse. And to your point, if you, you're debt free, you marry somebody who's not like, I don't, I don't have, I have student loans, old student loans. I, I probably need to, but I don't have a lot of debt. I don't, I don't same thing. I don't have a lot of credit card debt, any of that kind of stuff. I don't spend money on, I don't like, I'm not a name brand mm-hmm. person. My honey is that. He like he you, you, the name on it. The such and says such. so. When we have conversations, mm-hmm. it's a very clear conversation about hey. When you give me something, you don't have to do all of that with me. Okay. Now, where where I do want you to spend. My, if we're going somewhere, the path then then that's where that's where I can get expensive as a partner, but I had to have conversations about where do you like to spend money? Because not everybody likes to spend money on things. I like to, I'm going to spend money on experiences. That's where I, memories and experiences with everything that I've had in my life. That's where I'm spending money. And I, and I give a lot of money away. (laughs) There was a, it was a period of time when we first start really talking where it was kind of like, you just, Handed that was, you know, you know that was a ten dollar bill. You know, that was a twenty dollar bill. It's like, yeah, you know, because if I'm telling somebody, there's two of them. If I'm handing somebody what am what what's she finna do with five dollars? Right. And so that, but that's how my brain operates. Just naturally, like, hey, oh, you were gonna use that for nope. Okay, I don't need that now, right? Okay, whatever it was, I can divert it somewhere else. And so knowing that about myself. That was a conversation that I had to have up front early in in any dating relationship. Hey, I mentor girls. There's a possibility that I get a phone call and somebody needs something. I pay lunch money. I I do gas money. I do. um, Hey, tuition is short. How much? I, those are conversations that are had with me on a regular basis. And that's the lifestyle I'm going to continue to live. So where I have enough, that's why I love the Kurt Franklin song, Bless Me um, by Kurt Franklin. And actually I'm going to do a little shameless plug here. I did a chor- I did choreography to that dance and I, I started the hashtag bless me challenge. So if you look it up, do the dance with your friends and record it and post it. But I love that song because one of the things that he says in the song is bless me. So everyone around me can have everything they need. Let all these folks that's with me, God have everything they need. And the idea is that I'm not trying to win by myself, right? You're not trying to win by yourself. Like the, the people that we're having conversations with the idea is that, all of us in this group. This is a, a network of people, and so imagine if if agape at some point it's a cruise, it's a, an event. But we all have to be at the place where we're good enough stewards with what we have to where that's an option, right? And then and then who knows what kind of um opportunities and experiences can come from that? God can do anything. We could we could completely. Revital um, revive a whole cruise ship if enough of us are on there, have a have a whole revival and they wouldn't even know what was coming. And me a whole time we still having a blast and having a great time and everybody is just coming to the Lord because they'd never seen Christians like us, people who believe in God like us and have fun. And so imagine the ability of us, what it looks like to be good steward mm-hmm. can can look like so many different things, but we have to have those conversations early on. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay, well, let's segue into we can continue to talk um about the finances, but let's segue into a, a little talk about poetry or talk about guarding our words. So, um April is also National Poetry Awareness Month and so a lot of us for the month we do this thing called 30 for 30, where we write a poem a day for 30 days. Um, I'm a little behind. um, And I haven't, I haven't written anything that I'm ready to share from that yet. I was going through trying to see if I wanted to share from my 30 30, for 30 for 30. But I have another piece that's actually kind of about, I have two pieces that are kind of about finances. Um, So I was kind of figuring out which one I wanted to do. So I'm going to do this one, because I kind of like where it ends. Um, But it, it talks, it's, you'll see why it ties into um, money and finances and all the things. And then we can have a conversation about value and words and all that kind of stuff after, okay? So this piece is called, He Is, I think that's what I titled it, He Is. One of the best feelings in the world is finding money. It doesn't matter where, as long as it's found, it has value. Trash, car, ground, washed, wrinkled, in the laundry, ripped, torn, taped, stolen. Well, (laughs) maybe not stolen, but lost and then found. I'll take it. See, its worth is not determined by its journey. We appreciate it fully. Allow it to fulfill its purpose, to purchase, invest, save, buy, trade, or give. It matters regardless of where it's been or whose hands it's been through. The Department of Treasury sets its price, and we comply without question. So why don't you trust the value the creator has set on you? Mm -hmm. See, no matter where you've been, or what you've been through, you matter. Jesus proved that we are worth dying for. As if searching for the pearl of great price, he traded his to redeem your life. So who are you to question your value? To tell the redeemer anything other than thank you is ungrateful. The very beginning of God's word says, I am made in the likeness and image of God, the same God who created the sun, moon, earth, and stars fearfully and wonderfully crafted me. So when everything is in question, And life is uncertain. I remember that I am simply because he is. And where I've been is a testament and a testimony to the mercy and glory of God. It's been an uphill climb to realize that my story does not devalue my worth. It just means I have a story to tell, a way to help you avoid the places where I fell, teen mom, college dropout, attempted suicide survivor, imperfect, breast cancer, conqueror, and thriver, still an intentional being created by an intentional God. Mm -hmm. My worth is wrapped in his worthiness and my failures, scars, flaws, and insecurities, they can't limit me because God is the author and the finisher of who I'm going to be. So With boldness, I declare that I am still a child of the King of Kings put on earth to do incredible things. I take pride in my journey because God is in it. I've lost and been lost, crumbled, broken, and torn, (laughs) but no matter where I've been or whose hands I've been through, I have undiminished value and so do you." Okay,
1: Okay. that is the first poem that i have ever heard that didn't rhyme all the way through that i understood and i understood that very
0: good oh thank you (laughs) yeah it's so funny because and that's that's a great conversation because i think a lot of people think that poems have to rhyme that they have to fit a certain thing. And so I love one of my favorite things on the planet to do is teach. Last week, I actually had the, uh, the honor of doing it for four days, but teaching young people, doing writing workshops with um, young, young adults, um, teenagers and children. I think last week, most of the kids were like between 10 and 15 years old. And so to see the things that their pens release is so empowering. And so I, because I have the children's books of affirmations, I do a lot of affirmation Mm -hmm. writing. So let's do an impromptu thing. Can we do an impromptu?
1: Listen, I'm going to go with it. Okay.
0: You're here for it. You're here for it. So I'm going to, I'm going to start some sentences. I'm going to give you some phrases and you finish it with with whatever comes to heart and together we're gonna write a collaborative poem live okay so praise the lord it's gonna be good you got it you got it so so y'all so i love to i love to introduce poets because i I host events and so one of my favorite things to do is to introduce poets i'm gonna introduce you okay? okay all right actually we need to give you a poetry name so my pen name my poetry name is purple rain r-e-i-g-n so that's what i go by in these poetry streets so i get i get called purple or rain and and that that's what i'm known by so i was i was given that name because i love the color purple it's the color of royalty and then i like running things so and and somebody said i'm very regal and queenly i was like I oh, thank you i'll take that and then i, I had a thing for prince for a while, too. So that was a, that was a whole situation, but um, so let's see who, what could, what's your poetry name? I have no idea.
1: Oh my, we goodness.
0: could call you debt free diva. Come through, like. <laughs> <laughs> You like it. You're here for it. <laughs> okay. So today that's your name. We might come up with something else. So I'm going to introduce, I am presenting to some and introducing to others, the debt-free diva. She is a woman who is a mother, a YouTube creator, content creator, a strategist, a pastor, a mom, all kinds of things. Um, and she is going to, we're going to co-write a piece right now live. And then we're going to talk about words for a little bit. And then we're going to wrap up the evening. That sounds good. good. All right, so introducing the debt free diva. Y'all snap her up, snap her up. Give us some love in the comments. <laughs> OK, so this is the prompt. And I'll tell you what they are. That way you're not on the spot. So the way um, I've done the writing workshop, and if you are in the comments. And you're watching. If you're watching on the other side of the screen, take this writing challenge. April, go ahead and write yourself a little poem. So I am, I can, I will, I am, I shall, I want, I am. Okay. So I think I, I hope I'm going to remember that in the the order. At, at the kids were like, "You change it every time, Auntie Asha." Hold on, I'm. Gonna... <laughs> I'm trying to do it off the top of my head I'm like, y'all young, y'all supposed to remember <laughs> Okay, so um, If I call it out Something different, just know it's going to come It's going to flow how it's going to flow And then I'll watch this back, we'll type it up And, and it'll be a thing, okay So okay. I am
1: Fearfully and wonderfully made
0: God's mm-hmm. His
1: beautiful daughter The apple of his eye Yes, I can. Do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I will. Change the narrative of my family and other families to do a different thing than we have done before. To do things we never thought we would. To be a game changer, world changer. I am. I am ready for the assignment given by the assigner. So that it can come to his full completion.
0: (laughs) I will.
1: I will. Take a stand for righteousness. Step out in faith and do what he's told me to do. In full assurance that he is going to be with me wherever I go. I want. I want to see the world changed. I want to see women changed. I want to see children changed. I want to see families changed and marriages changed. I want to see change. Yeah, finale. I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am assigned. I am approved. I am bought and purchased For this season, I am the assigned person in this season to bring about all those things. There it is.
0: Yay! And you are a poet. You wrote a whole poem live. (laughs) Are you impressed with yourself right now? Yes, I am. I love it. I love it
1: go back and clean up a few of those things, but I'm impressed with my own self today. I'm impressed with
0: you too. <laughs> I am impressed with you too. I love it and I, and thank you so much for your willingness to participate, I you know there's not a lot of I I I don't always get an opportunity to put people on the spot when I'm in a room. I'll pass something around and, and put people on. But what tends to happen is once people do it, they realize that it's possible because you know I I'm a, I am a professional poet. I get I get paid to do poetry, but I'm not. Oh, I see snaps. Thank you, thank you. I, but I'm I'm not. Um, I don't write every day. I'm not. You know, everything is not perfect. I I like. Right. But I do it because sometimes like that piece, this piece in particular, I wrote it um, as part of my testimony. I was doing a speaking engagement and this was the the closure um, for that speaking engagement. And they had, had, had hired me and I had just gone through everything I went through. And someone in the audience pulled me aside and she's like, I just get diagnosed and you know and and so and so i have pieces where i'll get up and i'll share something and one thing that most poets will tell you excuse me we write for ourselves but realize we perform for other people so right. i'm not you know i i'm a spoken word artist simply because i realized that um that poetry that words are like money if you hold on to it you got 10 million dollars in the bank but it's not doing anybody any good right And so a lot of the times, you know, take the time to journal one. Another great thing to do during this month, a good writing prompt would also be um, writing down. And I think you hinted to it earlier, too. Where. Does where do your ideas about money come from? Because today we tonight we talked about learning money and how we. Communicate money, you know, with with our partners and potential partners, and how um, how we communicate with our children. But a lot of the times, you have to dig deep and say, where did I learn about money? How did I learn how to budget? Like, what that that mindset that I have to do this? Where did that come from? And so, figuring out what that is and what that looks like is definitely very important. So. Um, I thank you so much for your for sharing. I thank you for your your willingness to add. Um, you add so much value in this community. And I have absolutely enjoyed this conversation. Is there anything else you want to leave the people with? I have one more piece that I can share as a close. Um, and I guess that could be my my sign off. But is there anything else you want to share? And feel free to do another poem because you're official. You're official now. We're going to take the show on the road. <laughs>
1: the next one. But I do want to say this. I do believe that um, finances can be a challenge for some people. But here is the truth of the matter. Everybody can learn. You are not unlearned. If you stay unlearned, that tends to move into ignorance. And that's not God's best for us. God's best for us is to, in all things, get understanding. You can understand how you spend, why you spend, and where you need to spend or not spend. And it's not only for you, but for those of us specifically Who want families we want spouses we want children all of those things if you get a good hold on your finances now it's going to uh, have much fruit later it is not too late to get a hold on it you can be 50 60 70 120 thousand dollars in debt and God can do a thing he just needs to give you one idea it's one idea that will change the entire narrative for your family so all you have to do is grab a hold to what God says be obedient, get the help that you need, and then you're going to see a, a different ending to your story. I've seen one for mine. Mm,
0: oh, that was good. That was a poem, y'all. Did y'all feel it? Did y'all feel it? She, a, she on a roll. Yes. But that, oh my goodness, you're right. It's It takes one. Mm-hmm. It takes one. And that's so encouraging. Thank you so much for um. For saying that, because that's something that's not said often. It's not a conversation that a lot of people have. Um, a lot of the times, especially social media, Instagram, and these things can make people feel like they're racing clocks. Ain't no clock. God is the author and finisher of time. So, like your creator created time. And so the beginning of something, and and, and looking at the, the the time span of Who God used to do different things in the Bible is completely, he's not a respecter of age. He doesn't care. God don't care nothing about that. He going to do what he needs to do with who he needs to do it. And our responsibility to your point is to be prepared for it as we can to make sure that we're good stewards of what we have, that we're taking care of our responsibilities so that God can grow it, that God can, you know, we're think talking about the you think about this the story with the um the treasures, right? And so that can be, I, I love that story because it can be taken as treasure, as um finances, right? They buried. Uh, finances, but as somebody who's also an artist, I'm always talking to people about those people, you have multiple talents. And to your point, once somebody's talent may be management or budgeting or whatever. And if you're not maximizing that talent, it could be writing, it could be poetry, it could be art, whatever that thing is that God is giving you. If you're not using it to glorify the kingdom and to manage the things that God has, has trusted you with, then you're wasting it. You're wasting it and the possibility of it being taken away. You know, we've seen artists who um, have beautiful voices stop Mm -hmm. singing. The next thing you know, they can't I like. Oh, my goodness. And so that's why I always say God, I'm going to keep my pen moving um, until I get to the level that you have for me. I'm not competing with any other poet. I'm not, you know, whatever that that's not me. But I'm going to say what you tell me to say when you tell me to say it. And so I'm gonna close us out. Thank you so much. I'm gonna close us out with this piece. It's it's not a long piece, it's called Allegro. Um, I played the violin for some years. And so Allegro is a tempo for musicians. And I think this piece I wrote actually when Prince passed away, I was, I was kinda um, a little heartbroken. I, just as an artist, he did what he wanted to do. So that was the thing. And you know, we can agree or disagree on some other stuff, but he did, he, 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 he did his art the way he wanted to. And as a writer, he's a phenomenal writer. So um, this piece is called Allegro. There's a rhythm to life, an intro, an ending, and a climax of some sort. And if the artist is diligent, between the lines lie more than random notes with minimal blank pages that say, Mm, I'll get to writing that poem or completing that book or painting that picture later, because later is only a set time and place in our minds. It lies. It tells us that we'll hug, talk, meet, kiss again, Mm, or maybe even for the first time simply because we think we have it and we don't. It's like waiting for the band to drop the next beat, but you are the conductor. Mm -hmm. Allow the score to come from your soul. So when the Tune is played and replayed and replayed in the memories of others and the curtain closes and the crescendo ends. May the rises and falls, pauses and arpeggios make sense to more than just you. May you not leave words unspoken or opportunities unseized and in your planning for tomorrow and learning from yesterday, don't let today be missing from your masterpiece because that That would be like listening to a poem that's missing the last, that's it. That's the piece. So yes, so in the process, thank you so much for this time. I have truly enjoyed this conversation. Take advantage of today, it's a gift. Today is a gift from God. So maximize it, leverage it and be exactly who God called you to be. And that's it. Amen. Well, have a good night.
1: Bye, y'all.